from News Hub, it's the Fierce Fitness Podcast with Nats Levy. Expert health advice to help you live your best life. Welcome to the Fierce Fitness Podcast. In today's episode, we're talking all about celeb transformations. We look behind the curtains of dramatic transformations that we are fascinated with. We are fascinated with Hollywood, what the stars look like, how they stay in shape, what's the secret to such extreme transformations, and are they achievable for the average Joe? That will be funny when you hear who my next guest is. I can think of no one better to ask these questions to than our guest today. He's a reluctant celeb, although if you ask the legions of Dothraki fans, they will beg to differ. Huge following, huge sports star as well, a superstar in rugby and a fitness professional with his own gym, Ludus Magnus, which... Let me tell you, intense workouts, very, very intense. So may I introduce today our wonderful guest to tell us all about celeb transformations and peek behind the curtains. We have Joe Nofahu, who is an actor, a sports star, a gym owner, a reluctant celeb. Welcome to the Fierce Fitness Podcast, Joe. Hey, Nat. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> now, legions of fans, is that correct? <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, yeah, I I guess like the show that I was a small, tiny part of, has lots of fans. Yeah, Cal Motto, he had a lot of fans. <laughs> he had a lot of fans. And, I mean, that's why I think it's so wonderful that we have you to talk about this topic today because when I put it on social media, people were fascinated about the physical transformations that actors went under, whether it was gaining weight or losing mm. weight and whether it was for their life or whether it was for the art. And mm. the biggest question of all was, can the average person achieve these transformations? Mm. It's, it is an interesting topic, um, and having you know, I mean, having been involved in shows where you, I guess you kind of have to fit a specific mold. Um, I guess I can share you know a little bit about what I've experienced um, in preparation and and kind of my view on what I've seen in the in the movies and in Hollywood and stuff and and the transformations that take place behind the you know and, and on the screen. Um, yeah, I, I guess, you know, you see it on um, social media all the time as well, you know, all these transformations taking place and and uh, unless you're actually, you know, walking in the person's shoes, you don't really know what they're actually going through to get there. But I, I do think that um, celebrities or people in roles where they have to change their appearance for um, for the for the profession or whatever... Um, they do generally have an upper hand, I guess, on on average Joe because that is their sole job. Is the, I guess, not, well, one of the main, you know, parts of that preparation is the physical preparation, and um, and so a lot of their time is spent working towards that. Whereas you know, your average Joe has a, a other has a job, or you know, has maybe has a family that they have to look after has a bunch of other responsibilities that they have to attend to as well as trying to fit the mould that's put out there by the um, popular opinion, you know? Yeah, because one thing I know from working with clients is that definitely results, physical changes can be achieved, but it takes a longer time. So we're talking Mm. 12, 16 weeks, and Mm. that consistency of effort in the physical aspect as well mm. as the nutritional aspect and, and I guess people think they see these celebrities who like four weeks are one way and then four weeks later are looking another way mm. if someone if the average Joe had that time and that preparation to put in mm. to that transformation could they achieve those same results um, it depends I mean uh, uh, you know all of these diets and out there from my you know from my humble point of view um, 
I, I don't think there is one answer to any of these questions and I think it depends a lot on um, each individual's makeup um, genetically you know as well that has a huge you know you, you, you're not going to be able to put a one-size-fits-all on a program and say hey you'll be ready in four weeks because everyone's different you know um, so I think it would be unrealistic to you know to see someone on screen and you know figure out how much time they had to get ready and then try and put yourself under the same amount of pressure um but i mean anything's by that same token i feel like if you're committed enough anything is possible you see you know mma fighters ufc fighters losing you know copious amounts of weight you know in the matters in a matter of days before weight you know um, weigh-ins Mm. Um, whether it's healthy or not is another question, you know. And I think from a average Joe perspective, you know, any transformation that you undergo, you want to be able to sustain it in the long term, you know. Whereas an actor or, a, you know, an artist will prepare for set pieces of time, you know, set moments in time that they would have known about for a number of weeks in the lead up, you know. Um, whereas, you know, your average Joe, you know, if you have a set date in mind, you're going to hit that date and then what's going to happen? You know what I mean? Um, if you have achieved whatever you were going for and obviously the more ridiculous the weight cut or the, or the transformation was, the harder it is going to be to sustain it in the long run, which is what I think the goal should be is something that's sustainable. So true, so true. All about that health and sustainability. Mm. Because that's the other thing that kind of came up. People were like, well, with celebs, and mm. you'll know better than anyone, when we see them on the movies and in mm. magazines, they look one way. Do they walk mm. around like that in life? I would be... <sighs> I, I I, mean, I would be highly... I would, I would be surprised if they did, you know. Um, uh, I mean, maintaining, you know what you see in the movies which in some cases would be around that five six percent body fat you know when you see the, the physique that some of them have in some of these um films you know um to stay at that in that condition requires a i mean it requires an amount of discipline that i don't feel i mean unless you're a professional sports person getting paid by the day to go out and perform i don't think the, the motivation is there to stay in that shape forever, you know, and sustainability. You know, if you don't have the motivation to do it, you're not going to stay in that shape because it requires motivation, which is for professional sports people, that's easy because it's their job. But if you're an actor who's, you know, prepared for something, you've obviously changed everything about the way that you attack life. Like you've changed your diet, you've changed the way that you sleep, all your patterns and things. And it may not be something that your body naturally... Uh, you know, responds to, or uh, you know, or is is healthy for your body. You know, but so when you when you do achieve that goal, then you're naturally going to step into what your old routine was. You know, it's um, it, to some extent, and you're going to drop away from that um, from that physique. But mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I think it's important to note that that you know, actors or performers um, are very different to professional sports people and. Um, professional sports people, you'll see them in the same nick the whole time. They'll they'll stay in that shape until they retire, you know. Because that was my question with you. Mm -hmm. I was like, you don't look much different from how I see mm. you on the screen. You're someone I know that's always been oh, fit. Is that yeah. because you've got that athletic background? I think so. And I, I, I mean, I don't think I've ever been super ripped on screen or, you know, I've always just maybe just been athletic, you know, which I feel is 
is a good way to to be perceived in roles anyway you know because it's realistic um and also like for me you know i mean i i mean there's times when i've um kind of looked at roles and i was like man it would, it would be awesome to be wrapped complete you know for that role or whatever but then you you, you know you, you got to work on other parts of the craft as well which is the actual performance you know and digging into the research behind the actual person that you're playing or you know the character and um and i guess uh you know the physical side of it for me i you know it's something that i i do on you know it's it's 50 percent of my career as well you know so it's half so I'm in there every day and I don't really change too much unless there's a, there's a lockdown, which is extended past two or three weeks, which is what happened last year. And, um, you know, I just enjoyed it. You know, I actually put on about eight kgs, to be honest. Like I was pretty solid, man. Yeah, is that just from just, like... Just from, just from chilling, man, you yeah. know, like not being in the gym every day, you know, because even when I'm not taking classes, I mean, you all know Nats, you walk around, like, yeah. you know, you you do a lot of metres, like a lot of steps, man, yeah. you know, not just showing, demoing movements, but the fact that you're, you know, not actually doing the, the workout doesn't mean that you're not getting any, you know, fat burning activity in. It's just that it's, you know, not as intense. So true. So mm. I guess then, like, if celebrities have, I guess, the time, mm. and then they're also going to have these personal chefs, these personal trainers, mm. getting them into shape for a performance or a role. Mm. Um, and then we have, uh, you know, society kind of having these pictures or having these inspirations of these celebs in mm. their best shape, mm. um, held up as their, you know, their goal they want to get there. Yeah. Um, you know, like, is it then fear for that advertising, I guess that supplements and um, things like apps and stuff that we often see now, the commercial mm. products saying pretty much like, hey, I'm in this great shape because mm. of this app or mm. this skinny tea. I mean, is that a load of baloney? Um, I mean, they're all tools at the end of the day. Like, you know, I mean there's nothing wrong with having a goal and wanting to achieve it you know and for some people getting a six pack might be a goal that they've had their whole you know growing up you know or their whole life they just wanted to have that you know six pack at any cost so i mean what this advertising and all these products do is they prey on our insecurities you know and um and there's not a lot honestly i mean if you're human you have insecurities like you know fuck we all we all do, man. And and what the advertising cleverly does is it, it, it attacks those insecurities and it says, hey, man, I, you know, you you feel like you're flabby, right? Well, yeah, yeah, just take me and then, uh, you know, you'll be you'll be just like everyone else that you see, you know, in these ads, you know, you'll be just like us. And so there's that, um, there's that element um, of exclusion as well that they prey on, you know, because as humans too, the other thing we have is a need to belong. And so if you don't follow along with the fad and look like everyone else, then you get outcast, you know? And and that is not a feeling that I mean that's that's a lot of the reason why people you know, go to gyms too, is to, to, to belong to something. So true, so true. I think um, a lot of the people, I'd say a good 60% of the people that come to my classes are because they love that sense of belonging. And in fact, that's why I went back to teaching classes because yeah. of that community, yeah. that sense of belonging. It is. You know, I guess in the celeb world, if you don't, like, you know, because there's this, like, glamification. I don't mm. even know if glamification's a word. Um, where you, you have to look a certain way or you have to, mm. you know, fit that kind of mould of what a star is. Mm. Is there that sense of exclusivity as well in, in that world? Like, if you don't look in shape, or will you miss out on roles if you're not in the right shape? I mean, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. Because at the end of the day, 
um, you can be compl- selected completely on your physical appearance. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that's, I mean, that's just the nature of the, the business, the nature of the industry. If the character you're playing is supposed to be a professional sports person, then you're going to be excluded if you don't fit a certain mold because it doesn't portray the character in the way that the writers would have intended. Mm-hmm. So in that, if you, if you look at it from that perspective, it takes, I mean, it's not as bias or, you, you know, um, derogatory or you know it doesn't put people down the way that it kind of it could be seen to be you know and in the judgment side of things so it is kind of the nature of the business but yes sadly um you know i mean things like you know you're following your instagram following or you know how many people like you or whatever on a social media level that can have an effect as well on whether you're selected for a role so there's lots of things that are you know that um that I mean, I, you know, and the acting industry is a weird old place, man. It's a it's a weird industry. I love it, but you know, you you you're doing things that you would never do in a normal, you know, normal job. It's just it's pretty crazy. Some of the stuff that you do when you're when you're on set, but you know, to tell a story, it requires a you know level of letting go and um, surrender. That you you know, as an actor, that's the sacrifice. That's the it blows yeah. my mind. Every time I see a kissing scene, yeah. I just think, oh, my God, I, I can't even put my head into that space to think yeah. about kissing another person passionately. I always think, oh, it Mr. Is. Levy. It's crazy. It is. And, you know, um, it's, it is hard to understand, even from an actor's. But, you know, I mean, if you were to watch a show and you could tell that there was no sincerity in the kiss that two who were supposed to be lovers in a show or, you know, be in love, would you, would you bother watching it? Exactly. You would just turn away and go, what's this all about? It's crap. So I guess when you're, you know, if you're going for roles, like you sort of alluded to, <clears throat> you have to look the parts. So if you're mm. playing a sports person, I guess then movement's considered as well. Like, I mean, when you played Mills in the kick, was yep. it because you could do that movement, that athletic movement, as much as it is your skill as an actor? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that, that my background in rugby had a, had a um, part in me getting the role as well, you know, because... Um, you know, a lot of the scenes were, you know, we were running around with a rugby ball. You know, this was a few years ago, by the way. Yes. Um, um, but, um, uh, and also, you know, my knowledge of, you know, the changing rooms and, you know, the camaraderie that players have between each other. So all of these things, they they would have helped me in my interactions with the other characters you know what i mean so the way that i would talk with my rugby mates it would be the same as the way that mills would you know like so i think those kind of things you know have been someone who's been a part of a professional sports team you know you understand things better than an actor who maybe has gone through acting school but never really you know was a part of a rugby team or a sports team i've got that over you know that person they don't understand that there's a level of understanding that goes deeper than something they might have picked up at school, you know, at a drama school or something. Um, so, yeah, I guess in that respect, I, um, you know, not having gone to drama school, but having gone out and done my prep work in the real world, like travelling with rugby and being a dad and all that kind of stuff, it helps you as an actor, you know, because you you bring a genuine authenticity or an authenticity to a role, you know, in particular parts. So I guess, like, I mean, if we look at cases like mm-hmm. um, Gal Gadot and the training she did, she said she did like six hours of training a day just to step into that kind of warrior-like mentality, like that fight training, not mm. just physical training for transformation mm. and health. Um, you know, is that kind of what actors are exposed to so they can step into an 
own that role. Like they do, they A, do have that time, but mm. there's all those components of whatever the role is they're trying to fulfill that they mm. have to try and nail so that that experience is authentic. Yeah, I mean, what you have to remember is in the end of the day, they're playing a make-believe character. Like this character is a super superhero. So the powers that they possess are beyond humans. Like, so you can imagine what, if you were trying to pretend to be someone that's got superhuman strength or superhuman speed, your training regime would have to be above the level of a professional sports person if you were, you know, being serious about it, you know. So six hours, if a superhero was reading that resume, they'd go, is that, is that all the training they do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's already an unrealistic situation watching, you know, dudes flying around in underwears, you know. I mean, <laughs> so you kind of have to have that. Okay, this is make-believe. Um, the shape that this person is in is trying to tell me that he's a superhero. So, you, you know what I mean? So, But I feel like guys like, um, you know, we just kind of alluded to him earlier, Christian Bale. Yes. You know, um, who are portraying like just random people, but who find themselves in, you know, in particularly bad situations or, you know, or just in everyday situations that you can, you know, like depression or, you know, being at a job, a dead end job, which you just want to get out of, you know, you don't eat. So for, you know, that transformation that he goes through for the machinist, Mm. it's so drastic. I mean, far out, he's unrecognizable, you know, so gone. And the performance as well, though. Yeah. It goes along with it, you know, it's, it's at the same level. It's an, It was incredible to see him in that role and then him as Batman and to kind of try and fathom that those that was mm. the same human. Mm. It's and amazing. You, have you seen American Psycho? Yes. So he looks like a crossfitter, like he, he's built, he's, he doesn't have a shred of fat on him, and, and but it's not massive, it's not a bodybuilder. It's just you can tell he's like this corporate guy who works out like crazy you he's know? fit yeah we have a few of those kind of guys at Ludus. You know? well yeah th- that's the other question that um came across quite strongly it's like so okay if people can bear in mind that the actor the way they look is for that role mm. and just keep in mind the you know the realities of it so the time the physical mm. training the nutrition mm. um could they then like you know say they did want to look like um, Christian Bale as that ripped corporate go to like something like a Ludus Magnus style training where it's more strongman mm. and fit and fast kind of stuff to try and work their own body towards that physique do they need to I guess what I'm trying to ask yeah. is do they have to work um, in the style that yes, they want to achieve 100% I um, so I would say you know I would suggest you know I do it with um, professional sports people you know like for me I think like for me the most uh, I, I think the best physique is that of a like a professional boxer um because i think they have the agility you know the speed is still there they move like cats you know and they're almost they're they're a bit like olympic sprinters if you see the physique that olympic sprinters have probably minus the bottom half the legs they have a very similar upper body it's it's um it's got that V. It's it's lean. It's mean, but it's um it's it looks natural. You know, it looks like it's just hard work that's gone into that mm. physique. Not not any chemicals or, you know, not even eat like food. You just look at it and go, "Father, that person's you know has trained their asses off, mm. and and eaten well. Like not not anything crazy, but just eating well. You know, yeah. um, but um I I do strongly feel and there's enough um, literature out there and enough um you know the um availability of it is it's so accessible you can look up christian bale what was his workout for batman and you can probably find it 
mm. and you can see what exactly what he did to get that physique. You could look up probably, um, I don't know, um, Matthew McConaughey is another guy who gets himself into pretty decent shape. Um, Brad Pitt, you know, yeah. those kind of physiques, you know. Um, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, unreal, like – you know, but the the thing is too. I mean, what you have to remember is when they play, when they do those scenes too. Is um, I mean, in particular, I mean, you see Wolverine that scene where he's you know standing at the the end of the bed. Um, but they're almost like bodybuilding shows. Mm. They'll they'll prep themselves for those scenes. You know, in the same way that a bodybuilder will probably prep himself for a show. You know, like so, lowering the salt intake. You know. Um, uh, dropping their water levels as well, you know, almost like cutting for cutting weight for a fight, like an MMA fighter. So, you know, what you have to remember from as an average Joe looking at it is there's a particular thing that they work towards, and and they had to have it on point for that day. It had to be, you know. And I guess that's a good like point to bring up, like just you know, for the person looking to go on a health journey or mm. transform <clears throat> their body, just to bear that in mind. Yeah, yeah, do good food, do good training, but also think about those scenes, these moments. There mm. has been some manipulation of body processes. Mm. Like it could be, like we talked about dehydration or taking out the sodium, which would mm. make the body hold on to the water so that your muscles look a little bit more popping. Mm. Um you know, we kind of talked about it a little bit, like people should always look for health and real first. Mm. Um, you know, like just be wary. Like if anyone's trying to say, hey, take this, do that, do mm. that, then kind of get your radar up and say, nah. Yeah, I think um, the end of the day, you know, I mean, you really have to really take a step back and become a little bit selfish with it and say, hang on this is my journey. Why am I doing this? What is my actual reason? Like, yeah, I want a six pack, but hang on a minute. Why do I want a six pack? Mm. Because I want to feel better about myself. Well, why do you want to feel better about my, about yourself? Cause I've, I think I'm, I'm I don't think I'm a, you know, a, an athlete or, you know, I'm not good enough to have a six, but you know, so mm. there requires a level of, of deeper soul searching, I guess. And it sounds a little bit woo woo, but you know, sometimes, you have to go woo-woo to, to really get some answers, you know, and I feel like if people understood why, they, why they're why they out there exercising a little bit better, they'll, they'll find it a lot easier to go and do it. Yeah, that's a really good point because definitely I've seen two extreme ends of the scale where people are using exercise as a crutch to support 100%. themselves through something. Yeah. Um, or um, they're not exercising because they're in a state where they just don't feel like they can leave the house. Yeah. Um, so I think evaluating your reason behind what you're wanting to achieve is a really important point. Yeah, and understanding understanding that exercise is, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the gym. It can be anywhere. You know, I mean, the, 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 the whole uh, mechanics of it is you you move your body to create energy and heat that burns fat right that makes you look better at the end of the day but that the way that and it makes you feel better you know there's endorphins there's chemical reactions that happen inside your body when you move the parts you know that could be going for a walk around the block and if you understand that and understand that every little step you take regardless of what it is is going to help you feel better it's going to make you feel better you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and that's the hook. That's the feel, hook. Better, Man, feel better. And then you're consistent. I mean, why would you go to the gym anyway? I mean, why do people why, why do you go there? Cuz you want to feel better, right? Like it's a mental it's a mental journey. This is the thing that people didn't realize like I wouldn't have no one come into my gym if they were all sweet ass. Like, you know, they come to the gym to heal. Like, and it ain't physical, it's mental. It's a mental health journey. 
so true. All right. So if you do have a question or a topic that you'd like us to delve into on the Fierce Fitness podcast, you can email us, email us at fiercefitness at newshub.co.nz. So in summer, we, we've kind of heard a little bit of a peek behind the curtains of celeb transformations. And we've kind of come to age old wisdom, like food, good food, good training. You need time. You need to be consistent. If anyone's offering you something that seems unrealistic, radar signs up, just kind of check yourself before you commit. Are you ready for the section we like to call Cynical Sam? These are questions that have come from social media about the topic that people want to know. So one of the biggest questions came through was, is it drugs? Surely it's just drugs. Um, I mean, she's, you know, this professional sports people earning millions of dollars who are using drugs, you know, the higher up the, the, the food chain you get with in terms of revenue and money that these guys are making, the I think the easier it is for them to access, you know, I guess less uh, traditional means of losing weight or, you know, burning fat. So, um, and this is what you have to remember as, as average Joe, you know, is that, you know, stay in your lane. Um, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Uh, and, and I just, um, you know, drastic measures, drastic times, there's obviously you know, people with higher stakes have, you know, they put more money into it, into a game. You know, you, you're sitting at a at a table with, with higher stakes, you're going to play higher stakes. So I just, um, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, um, but it's out there. Um, and I know that um, it's available for a lot of people. Um, personal choice, I would never touch it. Um, performance, I, I feel like you would be doing yourself a disservice on a mental level um, if you were to, and I call it kind of, cheat your way to a better physique play the long game yeah play the long game okay everybody is like Adele what about Adele's change is it just the change in diet I mean there's probably a million just gazillion Adele's out there that are you know doing this but it's just that she's out in, in the spotlight you know she's obviously tried um, a method of eating um, that has worked for her you know, and it's worked well, and she's proud of it. I mean, um, I don't know too much about the cert food diet. Um, I know it's based around um, calorie restriction over the first sort of week or so, and mm. then and, and certain foods that that um, that help burn fat or you know. Um, I think what I love about fat. Adele is um, she's kind of said, you know, I used to booze a lot. Mm. I didn't really eat or exercise. She didn't even like to exercise. Mm. And now she's just... She's got good habits now. She's got good habits now. She's found mm. something that works for her. Mm. T- cutting out the booze, that liver's going to have a bit of a rest. She's yeah. getting good nutrients into her body and she's moving more. So she's 100%. got calorie control, I guess, over yeah. what her body needs. Yeah. And she's reaping the reward of the change. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's it, you know we kind of talked a little bit about it before, but it's horses for courses. Um, you know, you, one thing might work for you, might not work for someone else. Exactly, you know? exactly. Okay, so we did talk about um, role transformations. We did mention Christian Bale and um, his dramatic things and how it's for the art and mm. for the role. And to kind of bear that in mind when you're thinking about your goals and body transformations and what you want to achieve. Um, the last one was like, okay, I'm. Bit, bit confused. I hate being sold to skinny tees, waist mm. trainers. Do my app. Who is good to follow and realistic in your opinion? Um, well, you know what, man. I always love supporting local people, and um, for me, there's a girl, Angeli Mack, um, who's a local um, fitness influencer. She's a, she's a mate of mine. She's a really lovely girl, and she does a lot of like you know, uh, she does a lot of great posts for for not just for women out there, but for people who are looking at the you know getting into fitness journeys. Um, so I think she's a good one to follow. I mean, I uh, 
I don't follow that many people myself in terms of um, fitness guys because I kind of when you're in the world you know what it's like yeah. you kind of want to switch off to it you want to you know? switch off exactly yeah, yeah. so I kind of tend to follow um, sports buffs and I mean there's there's so many freaks out there now you know like athletic freaks like and I mean not just in terms of like you know who can push the most tin around the gym but like people who are so mobile like their mobility is crazy you know there's a guy i do follow actually um from overseas he's a knees over toes guy oh yeah he's great knee oh, rehab man. yeah fantastic so my knees are, are done yes. shot so i've been wait, looking for you know something to try and so i'm just starting that journey now with his um program Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if people want to follow you, what should they look at? Um, I just use my name, Jonah Fire. I mean, if you, uh, mostly it's just like boring family photos of me and, um, and my mum and dad and my kids, you know, um, and an odd photo of, you know, shows that I'm doing. But it's, such a, it's just a, such a weird world, eh? The world of social media, you know? So strange. <laughs> but so wonderful that we're all connected. Yeah, totally. Hey, thanks for peeking behind the curtains of Celeb World with us. Um, really appreciate your time and being on the Fierce fitness podcast for today yo listen out folks Nat's podcast is fire so if you fierce then you better get on here and listen up fire fire don't tell Mr Levy I did that you're cringe (laughs) that's right alright thanks so much all good Nat you've been listening to the fierce fitness podcast subscribe on Apple Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and if you enjoyed the show why not leave us a review For more, you can visit newshub.co.nz slash podcasts.